Welcome, my friends. I say welcome to another Black History Moment with Bo. And I will be with you here a couple of days a week for 15 or 20 minutes. Not a long program, just a program long enough to maybe make you think. Just a program long enough to make you talk to people about it especially our young folks. Give them something to do. Make them look up what you heard from me and tell you more about the topic. Because what you tell them, they will forget. But if they look it up and read it themselves, they will learn. And if any of you have any comments that you want to put to me, any topics that you want me to discuss, reach out to me at B-I-G-B-O-S-H-O-W, Big Bo Show, at yahoo.com. I will read your comments. I will get back to you. If you don't like the things that I'm saying, Tell me about it. If you do like what I'm saying, also tell me about it. Because I am not going anywhere until my number is called. But right now I stand corrected because I am going somewhere. I'm going to slip into the darkness and tell you about the Trail of Tears. You know, at the beginning of the 1830s, nearly 125,000 Native Americans lived on millions of acres of land in Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, North Carolina, and Florida. Now, this was land their ancestors had occupied and cultivated for generations. But by the end of the decade, Very few, I say very few natives remained anywhere in the southeastern United States. And you know why? Because white settlers wanted to grow cotton on the Indians' lands. And our federal government forced them to leave their homelands and walk hundreds of miles to a specially designed Indian territory across the Mississippi River. This hard and sometimes deadly journey is known as the Trail of Tears. White Americans, especially those who lived on the western frontier, were afraid and resented the Native Americans they encountered. To them, American Indians seemed to be an unfamiliar alien people who occupied land that white settlers wanted. And the killing part is they believed they deserved the land. Some officials in the early years of the American Republic, such as President George Washington, believed that the best way to solve the Indian problem was to simply civilize them. I don't understand that, my friends. How can you civilize 
a culture of people that have been on their own land for hundreds of years, lived together, made rules of their village together, and elected a chief and had a medicine man. How do you civilize people that are already civilized? How do you do it? By trying to make Native Americans as much like white America as possible. By encouraging them to convert to Christianity. Even though these people had their own beliefs. And they prayed to their gods. But I will tell you something about religion. Nearly all religions were brought to people and imposed on people by conquerors and then used as the framework to control their minds. This is civilizing the Native Americans. It reminds me of the words of Jim Kanyata, who said, when the missionaries arrived, Africans had the land and the missionaries had the Bible. They taught us how to pray with our eyes closed. When we opened them, they had the land and we had the Bible. Hush truth. Religion. A tool of conquerors. And if that wasn't enough, they wanted the Indians to learn to speak and read English and adopt European style economic practices such as the individual ownership of land and other properties, including in some instances in the South. In the Southeastern United States, many Choctaw, Chickasha, Seminole Creek, and Cherokee people embraced these customs and became known as the five civilized tribes. You see, this Native American's land was valuable. In parts of Georgia, Alabama, North Carolina, Florida, and Tennessee was that much more valuable as more and more white settlers flooded into the region. And then they came to the conclusion that they could make fortunes by growing cotton and they often resorted to violent means to take the land from their indigenous neighbors. I mean, forcibly just took the land. They stole livestock, burned and looted houses and towns, committed mass murder, and squatted on land that did not belong to them. People that taught them how to survive and exist on land that was theirs, people that were willing to share existence with them, people that just simply say, you do you and let me do me. But that wasn't good enough for whiteness. So eventually, state governments got into the game to drive Native Americans out of the South. And several states passed laws limiting Native American sovereignty and rights and encroaching on their territory. 
1832, the U.S. Supreme Court objected to these practices and affirmed that Native nations were sovereign nations in which the laws of Georgia and other states can have no force. Even so, the maltreatment continued. As President Andrew Jackson noted in 1832, if no one intended to enforce the Supreme Court's ruling, which he certainly did not, then the decisions would fall stillborn. Southern states were determined to take ownership of Indian lands and would go to great lengths to secure this territory. So there you go, my friends. Whiteness once again changing the laws to only benefit them and to oppress and limit the Native Americans. Andrew Jackson had long been an advocate of what he called Indian removal. As an army general, he had spent years leading brutal campaigns against the Creeks in Georgia and Alabama and the Seminoles in Florida, campaigns that resulted in the transfer of hundreds of thousands of acres of land from Indian nations to white farmers. Just like that, taken. And as president, he continued this crusade. In 1830, he signed the Indian Removal Act, which gave the federal government the power to exchange native held land in the Cotton Kingdom east of the Mississippi for land to the west in the Indian colonization zone that the United States had acquired as part of the Louisiana Purchase. This territory was located in present-day Oklahoma. And my friends, this was land that enslaved African Americans ran to land that African Americans and Native Americans lived together on. The law required the government to negotiate removal treaties fairly, voluntarily, and peacefully. It did not permit the president or anyone else to coerce Native nations into giving up their land. However, President Jackson and his government frequently ignored the letter of the law and forced Native Americans to vacate lands they had lived on for generations. And in the winter of 1831, under threat of invasion by the U.S. Army, the Choctaw became the first nation to be expelled from its land altogether. They made the journey to Indian Territory on foot, some bound in chains and marched double file. And without any food supplies or other help from the government, thousands of people died along the way. It was one Choctaw leader told an Alabama newspaper, a trail of tears and death. Can you believe that, my friends? Can you believe the blatant, blatant hatred of one group of people to another? 
simply because they exist and simply because they had something that you desired and would go to any lengths to get. Hatred, pure hatred that was born out of Native Americans' existence. So the Indian removal process went on. And in 1836, the federal government drove the Creeks from their land for the last time. 3,500 to 15,000 Creeks who set out for Oklahoma did not survive the trip. The Cherokee people were divided. What was the best way to handle the government's determination to get their hands on their territory? Some wanted to stay and fight. Others thought it was more pragmatic to agree to leave in exchange for money and other concessions. For money and other concessions? Are you kidding me? In 1835, a few self-appointed representatives of the Cherokee Nation negotiated the Treaty of New Ecta, which traded all Cherokee lands east of the Mississippi for $5 million, relocation assistance and compensation for lost property. (laughs) I wonder if they ever got that money. But to the federal government, the treaty was a done deal. But many of the Cherokee felt betrayed. After all, the negotiators did not represent the tribal government or anyone else. In a letter to the U.S. Senate, John Ross, the nation's principal chief, stated, We are not parties of this. It has not been received and sanctioned of our people. Nearly 16,000 Cherokee signed Ross's petition, but Congress approved the treaty anyway. By 1838, only about 2,000 Cherokee had left their Georgia homeland for Indian territory. President Martin Van Buren sent General Winfield Scott and 7,000 soldiers to expedite the removal process. Scott and his troops forced the Cherokee into stockades at Bayonet Point while his men looted their homes and belongings. Then they marched the Indians more than 1,200 miles to Indian territory. Whooping cough, typhus, cholera, and starvation were epidemic along the way and historians estimate that more than 5,000 Cherokees died as a result of the journey. By 1840, tens of thousands of Native Americans had been driven off their land in the southeastern states and forced to move across the Mississippi to Indian Territory. The federal government lied to these people when they promised that their new land would remain unmolested forever. But as the line of white settlement pushed westward, Indian country shrank and shrank. And in 1907, Oklahoma became a state, and Indian territory was gone for good. 
So there you have it, my friends. How often have people of color been lied to and stolen from? They stole our land, they stole our history, and they tried to steal our identity. But we are here. African Americans are here and Native Americans are here. And we are a people and we are not going anywhere. So whiteness, you must deal with us because we know your game from stealing our land to suppressing our votes. We know you. And since we do know you, I'm going to leave you with a thought that I want to rattle around in your head. The world belongs to humanity, not to this leader, that leader, or the king or the prince, or even the religious leader. The world belongs to humanity. Until next time, my friends, it's been my honor.